When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week, I have made a special note in my notes to say that it is episode 30, <laughs> but book 28. That's right. I wrote it down <laughs> to make Good sure. Job. <laughs> Thank you very much. And it is my favourite book of all. Oh, this is so exciting. I know. I'm almost, I'm almost worried to be piped it up to you. I expectations too high. Everyone adjusts expectations. Yeah, please. really do. Because we have had people on Twitter saying how much they're looking forward yeah. to this one. And now I feel the, the pressure. Oh, God. But all I'll tell you is we might have a special... I don't know, a sneak peek, one could say, of the great Lynn Henry herself singing later on. Oh, my God. So, you know, <laughs> be prepared for that. I don't know whether that's going to live up to anyone's Linda Ronstadt fantasies. It's <laughs> a lot of Linda Ronstadt. So much Linda Ronstadt. Oh, my God. Yeah. Bloody hell. This episode should be sponsored by, by Linda. <laughs> Linda herself. It's basically an ad for Linda. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe she did sponsor maybe, it. Maybe she did. She was, you know, <laughs> was she at the peak of her powers at this stage? Like, no. Was she? I don't know. Anyway. Oh, right. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> there is a lot to get through. Yes. So let us start with the cover line. Can Elizabeth help Lynn overcome her shyness? Oh, my God. <laughs> Not really, because she doesn't really do anything. So No. She, yeah. It's a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, she, she just sort of hovers around, but... She does. Yeah. But does she actually get involved? Not really. No. She's... She wants to. Probably not as much as she'd like to. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Because yeah. she wants to. Oh, uh, you know she does. <laughs> we'll get to the cover in a minute. We will. But, oh, God, we will. <laughs> um, so the back tagline is... Secret song. Dot, dot, dot. Mm. Well, that's... Yeah, uh, but sort of accurate. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, yeah. When We're it comes fine with that. We've no issues with There that. is a secret song. <laughs> okay. Let's so do here's it. Here's the blurb. Oh, deep breath. <clears throat> I'm not ready. No, I'm never going to be ready. <laughs> okay. Lynn Henry is tall, awkward, and painfully shy. The one bright spot in her life is her songwriting. In her room, playing the guitar, Lynn forgets how lonely she is and becomes someone special. When the droids, Sweet Valley's most Sweet Valley High's most popular rock band, who are the other ones? <laughs> Who's the competition lads? Yeah. <laughs> most popular in the field of one. Okay. <laughs> uh, so when they once they announce the songwriting contest, Lynn enters it, but she is so insecure about her talent that she submits her song anonymously. 
As soon as they hear Lynn's song, the droids know they've got a winner. Guy Chesney, the attractive lead guitarist for the band, vows to find the songwriter, no matter how long it takes. Only L- Elizabeth Wakefield knows Lynn's secret. Of course she fucking does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you may have be a friendless loader, but Liz will find she you. She'll find out your business, <laughs> whether you want her to or not. But actually, she doesn't want her to, so. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> Can Elizabeth persuade Lynn to come out into the open and share her talent? Or is Lynn destined to remain unnoticed? Wow. That's a long one, isn't Heavy. it? Yeah, it's very detailed. It kind of tells you pretty much everything that happens. I was going to say, that's about two thirds of the book. Yeah. So, you know, maybe they could have left a surprise. But I suppose the greatest image of all time on the oh cover also does a lot of the talking. That's true. Can you describe it? Because it is the best cover of all time. I think it is. Mm. Yeah, it's it's the classic Liz. <laughs> Pat on the shoulder. God, I'm so much better than you are. <laughs> and her like, expression the is... condescending look on her face. Oh my God. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's ridiculous. So yeah, she's got her, her hand on poor old Lynn's arm. Lynn has got her guitar on her lap. Lynn, by the way, is a stone cold fox. Oh my God, she looks so cool. She is beautiful. And, and cool looking. She looks so cool. She looks so much better than Liz does. Oh, like, like a million miles. She looks so much cooler, so much prettier, just like a much... She's got great hair. Better person yeah. <laughs> in all respects. <laughs> great hair. The glasses are a little bit dearly Barlow. But they you know, are a bit. But they kind of work for her. She can pull them off. She, yeah. She's making it work. She's got like a brown jumper on. It's it's a nice jumper. I would yeah. wear that jumper. She, she looks, looks great. If you, heard, if you saw her like build as you know the the next sort of yeah. cool indie singer songwriter yeah. you would believe it absolutely it completely checks out she's she way looks, cooler than Liz she looks so cool she's deadly yeah. please describe Liz's ensemble fucking Liz like, oh my god yeah she's wearing like this blue polo shirt I guess you can see the lavalier just kind of dangling out oh that's true you can uh, yeah. of course um, her hair looks shite oh my god like she's got this wispy little fringe um, the barrettes are kind of making her hair stick out a bit at the side like yeah. she looks desperate oh my god <laughs> she, <laughs> she does doesn't she no she does she does you're like, totally right she does not look like I would know. be giving advice to anybody on no, how to be a social butterfly if I look no like that position to judge anybody's <laughs> hair or clothing yeah. <laughs> Oh my lord! But yeah. it is an amazing image. Oh, like it's it's one of it's up there. It's one of the best covers. Yeah, I think it might be the, the best. Series. It might be the best. Mm. I know it is. A... It is just that textbook Liz. Mm. She like, couldn't look more patronising. Oh if my she god! Tried. <laughs> it's obviously the picture will be posted so you can see for yourself. Yeah. But like, yeah. however, if you can't, if you don't already know what it looks like, mm. whatever you are imagining, yeah. it is way better it's so much better yeah. than you could possibly think. <laughs> it's just it's the look in her eye yeah we can't possibly do it justice sort of like mm. <laughs> <laughs> I said some meddling coming on oh god it's not exactly a look of sympathy and concern it's, it's really not it's, no. it's kind of triumphant a little bit like a, a perfect victim mm. that's what she's thinking so uh, I suppose we should get stuck in let's do it if we dare <laughs> So, in the crowd. Oh, good lord. <laughs> well, it starts out with an actual crowd and no one's alone in it because the Wakefields are centre of attention. As or at always. least <laughs> indeed. At least Jessica is. Yeah. And she's got an amazing idea. Oh my god. Can you share <laughs> what her idea is? Yeah, so apparently the cheer squad uh need to fundraise for new uniforms. Yes. And Jessica's grand plan is a rocking chair relay. Yes. 
It's it's original. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Have to give her that. <laughs> Very true. And there's a there's a bit where um, Winston uh, just says, "Well, you know, you could get Lila's dad to fork out the cash." And we're told that Lila, um, Lila hates being reminded or teased about the fact that her father was one of the wealthiest men in Southern California. Yeah, that, no, I'm not buying that. I'm not all. buying it for a like, second. She oh, loves it. She loves being rich. Like, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> reminding people of it. Absolutely. Um, so, can I be sandwiches for God's sake? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that is not somebody who's hiding. She's not exactly flying under the radar. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, she certainly is not. No. And we get a description of pretty much everybody and how gorgeous they are that goes yes. on for about five pages. But also it's a weird grouping of people. It is, got, like, Jessica and Elizabeth obviously sitting yeah. together but then you've got Enid and Lila and Winston and it's like well Jessica hates Enid mm. Liz and doesn't like Lila yeah. Winston is an absolute dose to be around so well he always know? seems to be everywhere though, yeah. so <laughs> yeah. I'm not really that surprised but, but it's yeah. kind of a weird grouping yeah it's it's Winston and all the ladies all the gals yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is an unusual combo they're all kind of girls who don't really like each other that much it's, <laughs> it's weird. a strange grouping yeah. but we're told how amazing they are and I don't know whether you have any stats for this but there is a lot of mentions of how everybody has silky hair oh damn it I didn't count that well yeah there's Should like about, there's about three yeah. in, in the space of about two the pages pages even, yeah. tosses her silky hair wow. um, then Kara has silky hair and uh, there's a there's a lot of it. I don't know. Somebody's got a hair thing in wow. this book. Yeah. But um we're we're we get the description of how amazing the Wakefields are, obviously. And um Liz ponders. Imagine the, like the idea that you would think this yourself. She's sitting there thinking, Wow, me and my twin are so different. Oh god. <laughs> contrived at all yes that exposition <laughs> yeah. Jessica is so impulsive so impractical well I mean she's a psychopath well yes there is that so that's one way of putting it <laughs> but um, yeah Jess is Jess is very excited about this idea and even though even Kara says it's a peculiar scheme yeah like it is a weird idea but I mean I kind of salute her for thinking something of yeah, something so like weird. It's, it's not it's not something you'd have heard of before. But yeah, I think the gist is basically they're going to get a big rocking chair and they take turns to rock for like a half an hour or something and people are going to sponsor them. Yeah, and it's going to go on for like 24 hours. It, yeah. Or all night like anyway. A, yeah. And they're going to call it the rock around the clock relay. Yeah. And uh, Elizabeth is obviously feels she has to support her amazing twin of course. so she's like it is a brilliant idea is it just everyone on the wall like oh, you know, I suppose so oh god please hear me the twins yeah. quick <laughs> you don't get to tell them they ever had a bad idea don't scare them <laughs> so they're going to combine it Jess's idea is that they will combine it the rock and roll relay or rock around the clock relay yes. with a party yes so they're going to kind of make a school dance out of it I think yes and yeah. of course the droids will be happy to do it and we learn that the droids you know will be basically happy to do anything which we already know because they will play uh, the drop of a hat. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we're told that they're having a contest to find a new song mm. because they want to find a signature song. Yeah. This is very weird. It is. Like they write their own music. Yeah. So what? Why are they getting some <laughs> yes. randomer to write so a signature song? Yeah. But um, anyway, it all seems like a, a perfect combo mm. so Jess decides that uh, she's going to do it in less than two weeks which is 
bit hasty. Pretty short time frame. Yeah. yeah. I suppose they've got to squeeze it in with all the other 10 million dances. Well, that's true. That is a full calendar. In yeah. That's gym. I mean, you take an opening if you can get it. Exactly. <laughs> just nab it while you can. It's just basically booked up every single week. I know. As we will see in the next few books. Oh, yeah. It is chock a block with dances. It is like, they have several single weekends at yeah. one stage. Yeah. So, um, Jess runs off to try and check the details about getting the gym and getting the droids. And while she's uh, she's jetting around the place, Liz notices Lynn Henry. <gasps> Last scene at the Centennial picnic. That's yes, God damn! I'm so glad all that Centennial stuff. Is oh over. God, yeah, it went on and oh on. Oh my God, on. it was like a year. It really? What? I mean, it was literally, I think, a year of us doing it. <laughs> <laughs> But um, they all observe Lynn, and this is it's also contrived. Oh, yeah. But like Lynn has apparently been in their class the whole time. Yeah, like we're never told that she just moved here. Or anything. Oh no, 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 she's been here the whole time. And they, she's in there. Like there's one school in the area. Yeah, and she's been in their year, and none of them they they barely know her name. Like yeah. they yeah, Winston thinks her name is Sherry. Yeah. So, I mean, they are very, I mean, we've known before that they are very selfish. Oh, they're self-absorbed assholes. Yeah, yeah so true. I suppose we shouldn't be that surprised, but it does seem a bit extreme. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they all observe that none of them know her when she never says anything. And Lila says, she doesn't look very appealing. Yeah. And Liz is intrigued because she clearly sees there's an opportunity for a bit of meddling. <laughs> Her favourite activity. <laughs> Absolutely. So we switched to poor Lynn's POV. Oh. And uh, it's actually, it feels quite convincing. I mean, apart from the fact that she literally has no friends whatsoever. Yeah. But it does feel convincing. Like, she she's just waiting to get through the day. Mm, she hates lunchtime in particular. Yeah. She just wants to be left alone. But also she's super lonely. Yeah. It's quite sad. She literally is. Alone in a crowd. Aww. And she like usually likes spending lunchtime in the libra- library and the librarian is all like, oh, don't you want to be out with your friends? It's like, librarian, this girl is in there every single day in a row. <laughs> Clearly, she doesn't have any friends. Read the room. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> so, um, and this is a really sad bit. She always hoped that things would improve once she got to high school, but people just don't seem to notice her. Aww. Um, which is a shame because as we do find out later uh, this isn't a spoiler she teaches guitar lessons she gives yeah. guitar lessons and she's clearly good so she's able to you know talk to people yeah, like it's, not, yeah it's not like she's I think it's just they're all arseholes yeah that probably is it mm. yeah. I blame them certainly not her fault <laughs> so she's in English class and this is a really poignant moment she, of course she likes Mr. Collins Ooh, who doesn't everyone oh. likes Mr. Collins <laughs> he looks like a movie star <laughs> <laughs> and once he praised her writing and he's actually really nice to her in this book, it has to be said. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's one of the teachers who sort of encouraged her. He he seems to notice her uh, her skills. Mm. But then he has read in class a bit. It was just, This happened a week before. She She's remembering it. That Mr. Collins read an Emily Dickinson poem. And there's the line, I'm nobody. Who are you? Are you nobody too? And it really hits her. It, yeah. And this is actually really quite well done. It like is, it's quite convincing. Yeah. Because it's like, this is, she feels, you know, it's because she says like, why would anyone write such a depressing thing? Like, why could she have, why would Aww. Emily Dickinson have written this? Yeah. But it's because it's how she feels. That's it. It just it really sticks with her. Yeah. So yeah. she's uh, sort of spoiled her enjoyment in English class at the moment. And we learn that uh, she's, she's, she finds solace just in dreaming about playing her guitar and that's the only time when she doesn't feel like a nobody because yeah. she knows she has skills. And then there's a sad moment where she hears a, somebody called Lynn and it's some random hunk. 
Yeah, what's his name again? Keith Webster. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he's calling Lynn, Lynn, but it's another Lynn, a gorgeous oh, Lynn. Some other girl called Lynn. Some yeah. popular girl who we've never heard of. And never will again, because that would be too confusing. She's just here for the sake of this one scene. Literally. <laughs> so the day is over and she's waiting for the school bus and uh, in the queue for the bus, Winston is sort of joshing with Caroline. Yeah. And they do the steps they learned in ballroom dancing oh my God. the year before. <laughs> So ballroom dancing is on the curriculum Of course now. it is. Of course it is. They d- well, we don't know what all the dances are like. Maybe some of them are a bit more formal than others. Oh my God. That's it's just so insane. Funny. They just This curriculum is just the funniest oh, thing. Oh, cu- curriculum. Off, yeah. I mean, yeah. What <laughs> curriculum? Like the most random fucking classes. <laughs> ballroom. Well, you know, we could do maths to compensate for all the times we missed school to have a match. But no, ballroom more, dancing. More dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep them on the toes. Oh, amazing. So Lynn gets on the bus and she's uh, dreaming of, you know, a song she's she's been thinking of writing. And we learn that being a songwriter is her dream. Mm. And she used to have a voice teacher. So we know that she can sing and her... Yeah, and she used to want to actually, like, be a songwriter, but actually perform as well. Mm. And over the years now, she's just decided no way it's performing for her. She'll yeah. just, she wants to write songs, hide in the background. She's too shy. Yeah. And there's a really sad bit where she thinks that she used to think that she'd become, uh, an, you know, an ugly duckling turning into a swan. But now she's just an ugly duck. Oh, Lynn. And you know, Maeve Vinci Maeve said a brilliant thing about her book. She said she hated makeovers and things because she said she didn't want um, to dream of, you know, girls to dream of, of ducks turning into swans. Okay. They wanted them to be happy, confident ducks. Oh, <laughs> it's so cute. I know, isn't it? <laughs> I wish Lynn could be a happy, confident duck, oh, but no. Oh. Fat chance of this shithole. Yeah. So we hear about her mother, Jade Henry. She's glamorous. She's so glamorous. She's even got a glamorous job. She does. She's the manager of the Silver Door. Is that the place that was mentioned before where Li- uh, Lila was fantasizing about some health club where they like I had a machine wonder. that sucked your fat out of <laughs> your thighs or something or something to her eyebrows as well yeah maybe it was Jeez, mm. I wonder oh I need to go back and check yeah because um, it just sounded vaguely familiar yeah so but it's yeah anyways in a, it's a health club in a neighbouring town I'm just glad it actually has a, a name that isn't the health club yeah. <laughs> to be honest well if it was in city limits it probably would <laughs> so yeah Jade is gorgeous but she basically and I mean she is well meaning as we find out but she yes. makes her daughter feel like shit constantly yeah so yeah like she's she's just trying to kind of help her with her confidence but she kind of goes about it wrong and Lynn just ends up feeling worse by the end of it yeah it's just so she's always telling her to get contacts yeah because her eyes are so beautiful mm. uh, but she keeps basically telling her like you look like shit with your glasses because of God Come on, Mrs. Henry. <laughs> like, I got contact lenses when I was 17 and I could not wait to get them. Yeah. But I think if my mother had been telling me to, it would just have been, fucking hell. Bit attacked. Come on, dude. I know. <laughs> and uh, she did get contact lenses, but then she was too self-conscious to wear them. Oh. I can tell you from experience, when you get contact lenses when you're 17, you think that everybody's going to be like, oh, wow, well, you don't wear glasses and nobody knows. They're oh, like, no. oh, you don't wear your glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Like, could it be that no one really noticed the glasses? That's like, before? yeah, I used to have like train track braces, and when oh, I got them off, yeah. it was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And then for ages, people were like, did you do something different with your hair? I, like, it's just. <laughs> I was the same. The, actually, to like, be honest, damn it, look at my teeth. The reason I got the contacts was because I had to get train tracks for a year, and I was like, I'm not having both. I'm, 
I will put those contact lenses in even if it kills me. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and I did. Sorry, I'm, I'm realising that I too was victim to the Sweet yeah. Valley-esque beauty oh, standards. <laughs> It'll get us on the end. <laughs> oh, true. Um, so we get even more Lynn backstory and we hear that her dad died when she was three. Yeah. As my notes say, fuck, this is a lot of exposition. Sure is. Oh God, yeah. And he was um, he was really into music as well. Yes, um, and he, d- yeah. he dreamed of being a musician. He dreamed of it. That's right. He used to play the saxophone. Oh, very cool. <laughs> but he he never followed that dream. Aww. And she just uh, she she knows that um, she looks like him. She doesn't look like her her beautiful yeah, mother, super glam mother. Yes, she looks like her uh, strong, strong jawed father. And she's too t- shy to tell her mother about her own music dreams. And she doesn't even tell her mother she has a job teaching guitar yeah. at the music centre. Like, considering she has no friends, does her mother not wonder where she goes where, every where Saturday? going every weekend? <laughs> yeah. Apparently not. So she walks from the bus stop, um, still in her reverie, mm. and she sees Guy Chesney Ooh. from the droids. Oh, and it says here, yeah, Guy Chesney, keyboard player for the droids. And on the back of the book... I was just thinking that would be guitarist. the blurb. But he is the keyboard he player. He is the keyboard player, yeah. Because yeah. when we were reading that, I was like, isn't he the keyboard player? <laughs> Doesn't she literally <laughs> fantasise about him playing the keyboards yeah. next to her at one stage? Lazy blurb writer. Come on, guys. You're giving away half the book and you get some of the details wrong. Mm. Check your facts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we remember her, we get a flashback to her gazing at the droids at the picnic at the yes, end of the happy book. Yes, in the last book. Yeah. Yes, it was a rare happy day mm. until she realised that she was Alone in the crowd. <laughs> and then she then she felt sad and ran away. Aww. I think that's when Liz saw her. That Yeah, that was when Liz noticed her, I think. In the last book, yeah. yeah. So Guy says hello. And it turns out she's recently moved to that part of Giant Sweet Valley. Oh, oh yes, he'd moved into her neighbourhood a few months before. Yes. So she'd kind of see him walking to or from school from the bus. Just um, recently, just, yeah. Yeah, only recently. But he knows who she is because he's like, you're Lynn, right? Yeah. And they kind of get chatting. Oh, but he's so... <laughs> oh, my God. He's so enraging. I hate him so much. Oh, I couldn't... I, I'm actually almost speechless. I know. my hate. But the worst part is, like, it, it's kind of all setting it up that he's meant to be this really sound guy mm. who kind of, you know, that she feels comfortable with and this is all a good thing. But I fucking hate him. Oh, my God. <laughs> and and you will see why, listeners. You will see why. Because they get chatting and it, we learn that he doesn't really know that many people outside the band, which doesn't seem very realistic. Yeah, but uh, uh, nothing he says makes any sense. Oh, my God. Because listen to this. I was going to say, we, uh, listen. Uh, I going to say viewers. viewers. <laughs> listeners. So Lid says, it must be so wonderful playing with a group like the droids. Mm. And he's all surprised that not many people feel that way. Not many girls, anyway. Most girls I know think music is okay as long as it stays in the background. But playing in a band. Two of your what the fucking fuck? bandmates are most, girls. Most girls you know are in the band. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> They're right there. <laughs> what are you talking oh, about? Yes, he's literally just said he doesn't know anybody apart from his band. Two of them, nearly all of them are girls. Half of them are girls. It's oh, so stupid. You've got a female drummer, for fuck's sake. And even aside from that, the fact that he's like, oh, girls don't like people being in fans. It's like, oh, off. you know, he's right. Girls never fancy musicians. That's definitely yes. not And also, <laughs> girls don't like music or no. being in a band. Oh, oh my God. This, I, like, this has been something that's been enraging me since I was like 13. So, uh, <laughs> still... Sets me into oh, sets God. me off now, and then we learn. So stupid. Oh, I guess. Oh, I mean, I was going to say he gets worse, but he he said at the lo- the bar very very low. <laughs> it's 
started terribly. <laughs> oh, Lord. So we find out that, like, they walk home mm. and uh, they things, you know, are very easy and comfortable between yeah. them. And we get the first Linda Wadstop mentioned. Oh, one of many. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she says, she was my favourite the whole time. I was growing up and he literally just lists all these things he loves about Linda Wadstop. Mm. And we're told... The guy seemed really eager to, th- to talk about music, she thought. She barely said a word. And yet, several minutes later, he seemed to mean it when he said it had been good talking to her. Yes, because she let him just because all he does bang is talk up. about him and his opinions. Oh my God. Oh, I'm so angry. I'm so annoyed. I feel like the, the Re- that Rahelio image from Jane the Virgin. Yeah. Where the, there's a post of him that turns around and says, I do not like this. <laughs> That is me right now. That's Search Adam, for that Adam's gift. Face. Yeah. That is my face. Oh, God. It's the worst. So, yeah, she, she gets home. But, yeah, Lynn is delighted because... She's easily pleased. <laughs> their standards are crushingly low. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking are. So she tries to write a song, but she just thinks of Guy. Ooh. But she's happy. She's not like, she, oh, no, I'm distracted. No, she's... She, yeah. And she, she even says his name aloud and blushes oh God. at the thought. Come on, Lynn, get a grip. <laughs> and then the next thing, it's, uh, is it the next day, I guess? Yeah, it's her, the following morning, I think. And her glamour mammy <laughs> wakes her up. <laughs> she's a mammy and she's glamorous. She is, she's a glamour mammy. Yeah. <laughs> My mom wasn't as glamorous as that. She's perfect in white jeans. Ooh. And we learned that Lynn can't wear white jeans because she just spills stuff all over them. And in fairness, I, I can relate say, to that. Yeah, I do not too. wear white. Like. Oh, no, no. <laughs> The day I got married, I spent, now it wasn't white, but it was sort of pale silver. Okay. Yeah. And I spent the entire day being like, leaning over, oh God. being afraid to spill anything on myself. Keep her away from the red wine. Yeah. Oh my God, literally. Yeah. I'm wearing navy now, listeners. Yeah, it's much more, safer. More my speed. Yeah. So we hear that Lynn is, she is basically a bit of an old scruff bag. Yeah, she just kind of doesn't give a shite about her appearance. Um, but she just kind of keeps wearing like shite kind of, yeah, like rolled up jeans that were thrown on the floor from the night before yeah. and like an old jumper. Um, so, she yeah, just she... seemed to be clean though. Well, so yeah, like, no, no, that's you true. know, she can wear whatever she wants. Like, because <laughs> yeah. initially I was thinking, okay, maybe she's really sort of neglecting herself. But yeah. actually, no, like she's, 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 she's like not showered and washing. <laughs> yeah. Everything's, <laughs> she just doesn't really care about clothes. Yeah. And her mother could respect that. But uh, we hear a snippet of her song. And it's called Thinking of Him. And uh, the lyrics are, I never thought I'd be the one to say a day is something more than just a day. Wow, we got melody (laughs) and everything. (laughs) I I ain't heard nothing yet. (laughs) So yeah, she's she's inspired. Guy is her muse. And we learn that Jade wants Lynn to go to the silver door and get her hair done by Rhoda. Rhoda. Rhoda sounds very glamorous too. Yeah, I wonder if she wrote it from the Mary Tyler Moore show, oh, who yeah. was my fashion icon and still is. So uh, I'd let her do my hair. So though I can imagine the sort of terrible hairdos that a Sweet Valley Health Club produces. Ooh, yeah, you're talking peak eighties right there yeah. as well. Mm. So Lynn is. I mean, her hair looks amazing. I on mean, the front. look. Yeah, on the front, she looks she looks fantastic. So really, don't like, let Rhoda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't let Rhoda near you. Get away from her, Rhoda. Hands <laughs> off. <laughs> And like Jade sort of means well because she's talking about your appearances, how you, you know, how you present yourself to the world. It's like a statement, but it's like, dude, your daughter's clearly depressed and has no friends. Like this is not, focusing on her appearance is not the way to handle this. And she's worried about Lynn's grades, which is fair enough. Mm. 
Um, and Lynn knows that she could do better, but it's basically like, uh, what's the point to do anything to stand out? Yeah, she just kind of wants to blend into the background. Mm. And, like, that's where she likes it. It's easier to be average, is kind of what that's, she reckons. Yeah. And Jade is all like, don't shut me out. But, you know, maybe she wouldn't shut you out if you didn't keep banging on about <laughs> how terrible she looks oh, constantly. So Lynn walks to school and meets Guy. And they chat about being night owls, basically. Yeah. Creatures of the night. <laughs> Oh god, yeah, and Guy continues to be awful, but you know, but Lynn likes him, and, yeah. <laughs> and she's really happy that they're going to have these chats. And he talks about himself, and uh, oh, he, yeah, literally, like he was so forthright, so eager to talk about himself oh. and his feelings. Oh my wow. god, what a prize! What a diamond! <laughs> <laughs> a man who just wants to talk about himself and doesn't ask any questions about you oh or my god. yeah, literally, Guy didn't ask her anything. Yeah, he listened carefully to everything she had to say. Like, oh yeah, because she, oh, she's talking her. about him. Literally ask her one question. And we learned that his parents wanted to be a doctor and Linda's all, you can't deprive the world of your music. Like she's really passionate about it. That this would be a terrible thing. Yeah, and he does say something. It's just her telling him how brilliant he is. Yes. And he's like, you're a wonderful listener. So that's, of course, of course, he thinks this. Um, And... uh, She's like, oh, well, you know, I just like hearing about being in a band. It's, clearly, you want to be in a band yourself, but yeah. Guy is so self-absorbed, he doesn't notice this. He's just not picking up on anything. No. Like <laughs> yeah. And then Jess turns up oh in God. the Fiat Spider. Yes. She's glam and silky haired again. She tosses her hair twice within the space of pulling up and then him getting into the car. That sounds like she's got a tick. Like, that sounds like something <laughs> is not is not right. Is she okay? <laughs> She has been through a lot. God, she's having some nervous issues. Um, so uh, poor Jess. If, if that was the case, but it isn't. She's just incredibly no, rude. She's just an asshole. And she doesn't say anything to Lynn. She doesn't even go. Oh, oh of course she doesn't. She completely ignores her. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like she's been looking for Guy because she's trying to organise this whole thing—the dance and the droids and all that. So she was going to ask Guy about it. I think. Yeah, and it's like um, I have to talk to you. You have to come into my car, and I'll take you to school. Yeah, and she just like. Doesn't even acknowledge Lynn. It's really, really rude. In fairness to Guy, he is uncomfortable. He's Lynn, he's going to Lynn like, is this okay? Yeah, yeah. And he she's like, her, oh she yeah. Minds. yeah. Um, and then uh, for some reason, she 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 watches um, Guy go off with Jess and starts thinking of Linda Ronstadt again. Again, yeah. She, yeah, I think yeah. She's she's kind of comparing herself to Jessica as yeah. well because like in the time that Jessica's had that really short conversation she's been like sparkling and shimmering and dazzling and <laughs> sounds like she's made a glitter <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> and with all the hair flipping too and I think yeah poor Lynn is just like oh, fuck this yes. <laughs> you can blame her in fairness yeah. and she realises that, that Guy must love you know it's kind of a bit of a leap but she realises Guy must love Linda Rodstadt's face as yeah. well as her beautiful voice mm. So uh, she spends another lonely day at school. So the twins are going to Seca Lake. Yeah, it's like like for the Friday afternoon instead of classes. It's like everyone's going to go play softball. It's like, okay. It's insane. (laughs) It's sponsored by Mr. What do they mean by sponsored? It makes no sense. Yeah. Should see Karen's literally like waving her fists in frustration. I don't understand. <laughs> like it's sponsored by Mr. Collins and Mr. Jaworski. Yeah. But what does that mean? Sponsored by Are they paying for it? Is it meant, meant to be their classes everyone's supposed to be in? Oh and my just god, like, I bet it is. Let's just fucking doss around and play softball by, by a lake. <laughs> yeah, it's not even in the school grounds. They're going on a little outing. Yeah. And uh, Liz is impatient for Liz to fi- or, or Jess is impatient for Liz to finish her uh Column and while she's waiting, she tugs at her brand new lace <laughs> anklets. 
What? Yeah, I have questions. <laughs> oh, go is on. That like, is that a, is that a, a boot made of legs? Are they little boots? Are I, they like little sock things? I thought it was little sock things, little but sock I things. genuinely don't know. I like, I actually looked it up, and all I could find was like like an ankle bracelet made of lace. And well, maybe, yeah, I was wondering that, that is that really like a little frilly. It didn't really seem right either. So surely little not to play softball. Sock. Oh God, yeah. Maybe it's like I think it's probably. Well, I mean, I'm basing this on absolutely nothing. It's yeah. just a guess. Maybe like little frilly ankle socks that come down quite low. You know, like so. little communion socks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So well, first like, communion socks. Yep, wow. that's what she's wearing. Okay, we right. decided that's, that's what's it. happening. <laughs> yeah, it's puzzling. <laughs> Very puzzling. So we get more details about the rock and relay. Mm. This, oh God, it's, there's going to be a dance of eight to eleven, and then the teachers, poor saps, are going to supervise the cheerleaders rocking in this rocking chair all night long. Oh God. And uh, These teachers have no lives outside of school. It's so sad. Oh my! Yeah, <laughs> Jesus! Like, get something else to do on a Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. Fucking hell! So they're at Second Lake at this stage, and Liz notices Lynn, mm. and she's with the droids. <laughs> um, and she's she's just getting out of Max's silver van. Ooh. He's born a van, yeah. <laughs> and she's smiling. Oh God, Liz, you giant bitch! She she notices that Lynn looks quote. Almost pretty. Wow. (laughs) Throw her a bone, why don't you? (laughs) Damning with faint praise. Lynn Henry was actually almost pretty. Fuck off, Liz. Wow. Oh my God. I actually wrote down, wow, Liz. Wow. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) I feel like I'm being even more sweary than usual, but really I can't help it. I mean... It's the book is doing it to us. Well, this is very true. How could we not? There's a lot. <laughs> driven to swearing. Surprised oh, not driven to drink. Yeah. Even though it is like one o'clock in the afternoon. Anyway, uh, it turns <laughs> out that Guy offered Lynn a lift in the van. Yes. Um, And uh, yeah, the, the lift was fine. Apparently she wasn't self-conscious or nervous, but none of the droids talked to her. So I was like, weird. what the fuck, droids? So says my, Says my note. Yeah, my mind just say, uh, yeah, come on, droids, pretty rude. Yeah. Because, like, the atmosphere in the van was so relaxed and lighthearted that she was perfectly at ease. Like, okay, this is good. But hmm. then, like, no one had talked to her after saying a casual hello, but that was fine with her. Who what? does that? Like, there's literally, like, Who five of them that? in the back of the van. <laughs> yeah. Like, say, and they don't know her. So why wouldn't you go, hi, what are you, you yeah. know, looking forward to like, literally talk. ask her anything, yeah. say something to her. Like, the droids have no problem with social skills. So weird. Uh, so, but she seems to be happy. And yeah. I'm glad you're happy, but everyone sucks. Yeah. Oh well, I suppose. Why are we? I suppose I am a bit surprised because the droids are have tended to be on the better side yeah. of you know the Sweet Valley shit scale. True. <laughs> so. On a scale of one to Jessica, you yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah, they've been around like a two or three. Yeah, yeah. Fine. <laughs> They're not actively malevolent. True. So yeah. I think I had. Yeah, I'm yeah, disappointed. Kind of surprising. In them. Yeah. Mm. So uh, the anyway, they're all at the softball thing now and she uh, Lynn tells Guy she hates events like this um, and he asks why and mm. she admits she's always been a bit of a loner yeah and he says he's never been good in crowds either mm, yeah but <laughs> the kind of trajectory of that conversation uh, is pretty infuriating <laughs> oh it is yes <laughs> because yeah, she kind of talks about how she's felt like a loner and then she says she tells him that her dad died when she was really small so she's a defence for herself and she's kind of self-reliant and not really a people person like guys <laughs> the first thing he says is 
that's interesting and then just starts talking about himself yes like, and how he really? has an artistic temperament I think the words you're looking for I'm sorry to hear that yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck oh, you've guy? had a tough time Lynn. oh my god he's so selfish so it's weird. kind of mind blowing like her dad died when she was really small and you just say that's interesting interesting what the fuck oh guy you're a <laughs> massive prick and she wants to she wants to tell guy she doesn't seem to see this she's like I suppose she's so unused to any sort of friendship Ugh, that she just yeah. takes what she's given but um, she wants to tell guy all about her music but instead she just sits there and listens to him share his feelings oh, and ideas God she's amazed at how easy it seemed to be for him to share things. And he starts going on about how, oh, I'm going to go to music conservatory. Oh, maybe I'm going to go to Juilliard. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Yeah, Good luck with that. I couldn't stand going to a regular college. Yeah. Maybe Juilliard. <laughs> Fuck me, Mr. He Fats, is Fats. insufferable. Oh, my God. And then he says, listen to this giant piece of prickery. <laughs> Otherwise, he was going to try to get into another band. Yeah, he's having kind of... to ditch the droids yeah. at the first opportunity. <laughs> such a massive tool. But Lynn doesn't, Lynn doesn't think, wow, maybe somebody would ditch their band yeah. to try and like make it to the top mm. isn't a nice person. Maybe he's a mercenary asshole. <laughs> exactly, but instead she has visions of him playing keyboards with her, looking glam in a, in a glittering dress Ooh. and then kissing her. Yeah. But then uh, Dana interrupts their rever- their her reverie. Well, yeah. She's having a lot of reveries. <laughs> she really is. Um, and uh, yeah, because she's going to announce the song contest. Uh-huh. Dana, that is, obviously, not Lynn. Yeah. So <laughs> this is completely insane. Mr. Collins introduces Dana, who announces the contest. And you would think that this was like at the height of the 80s, trying to find a song that Madonna would release as her <laughs> next single. Like the fuss <laughs> these fools are making out of it. Like, it's 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 just incredible. It's like they're we're officially starting our star search song contest. Like oh you're God. not stars yourselves, droids. No. You're not going to make somebody else a star by <laughs> recording their song. They don't even record anything. They're just no. be singing it at school That's dances. It. There's no cash prize. Your prize is the droids are going to sing your song, <laughs> and they're not even going to record it and release it. No, they're just going to sing it at the ten zillion volleyball games or something. <laughs> The beach disco is going to get it, yeah. Oh, that's, that. yes. So, uh, yeah, you've got to enter, um, uh, record your song on tape and just leave your tape in the Oracle office. Mm-hmm. And they have only given people like a week. A week, yeah. Which is... Very short deadline. Very, very short. So, uh, Lynn is all excited, but then tells yourself she's just being stupid because she's on the outside <gasps> looking in. Oh, my God. <gasps> she feels <laughs> that that, you know... That could be a, a song title. Oh my god! And maybe, maybe she could write a song with that title and submit it anonymously, and it would be a song for all the nobodies. Oh, so she's she's determined. She's going to you know be in a uh, use this anonymity to share her gifts yes. with the world. <laughs> so um, she's she's at home songwriting, and Jade interrupts her. Um, and is like, oh, are you working on your homework? And it turns out she has no homework because of the softball game. Like, <laughs> Hank, <laughs> Hank Hanlon was totally right oh in the last one. You know book. what he was? This school is run by idiots. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally no school because or homework because there was a softball game <laughs> in a lake or at a lake. Um, 
So uh, Jade asks her about school and stuff, but Lynn just won't engage. And it is kind of sad because Lynn is kind of being a bit of a brat and she knows she, she is. Know, yeah, and she wants, she, like, she wants to talk to her mother and to uh, confide in her and everything, but she just kind of feels like she can't. Yeah. So it, And it's actually quite poignant. It is, yeah. And realistic. So uh, she writes her song. Mm. And um, she's... She's 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 happy with the results. She records it, and um, it's, it's it all flows out of her. Yes, basically. Yes, yeah. um, it's inspired by Guy. Oh, and she wishes that she could let Guy know that it was for him, but she can't. She can't risk it. Yeah, she just feels like yeah, it, being anonymous meant no glory, no recognition, but it also meant no risk of pain. Oh, she's very dramatic. Yeah, she well, she is a bit. Yeah. But you know, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, she's just, she's just like not going to put herself out there like that at all. So anonymous it is. Yeah, but she still gets to have her song. Yeah. So Liz and Enid are hanging out in uh, Casadale Wakefield mm. listening to Enid's Billie Holiday records. Yeah. Surprisingly cool, Enid. Cool. Mm, surprised. But of course they're just talking about the droids. Oh, well, obviously. <laughs> and <laughs> Jessica comes in to talk about the rock around the clock nonsense. <laughs> and uh, they've got all the new uniforms that are already planned that they're going to buy with the, with the money they raise and turns out Jess has been sponsored for $25 an hour wow so they're having a rocking chair practice (laughs) at Helen Bradley's house yep she's got a rocking chair and we have to practice yeah (laughs) what What? okay and and quite rightly Elizabeth and Enid just break up laughing because they're like what are you talking this bit is genuinely they feel like real friends because it's like as soon as Jess goes they just crack up it's actually quite (laughs) charming because it does feel like you know a realistic moment so at Helen Bradley's house, uh, we learn she's moving to L.A. Oh, no. She's leaving the squad. And Jessica is taking it personally. <laughs> oh, there's an absolutely incredible, terrible Jessica bit where oh, she's God. remembering how like the last time they had, they, they're going to have to replace her, obviously, in yes. the squad. Yeah. And she remembers the last time and how like a giant faff that was. And it was a giant faff because Oof. they like didn't let Annie in mm. and uh, she tried to kill herself. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, Jessica, uh, she was thinking that she was the one who had to suffer most when they auditioned Danny Whitman. But suffer. She didn't, she didn't dare mention it. Not with Danny right in the room. <gasps> oh, wow. How sound of you. Fucking hell. I was the one who suffered most the last time, you know, you took the an last, overdose. The last and that time to go that girl that I bullied to the point where she tried to kill herself. <laughs> like, I was the real victim and all that. Yes, God. <laughs> don't make me go through that again. <laughs> yeah, so she's like, oh, I don't want to go through all that again. I was like, oh. well, maybe don't bully people this time. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's really back to her old terrible self after she, being more comical than evil in the last yeah, few months. and even this whole rocking chair thing is quite funny and silly yeah. but then it's just like a little flash of Jessica being an absolute monster. Her true nature. Yeah. If you ask me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, on the way out, um, J- Cara tells Jessica uh, some news that Lila's hunky cousin Christopher <laughs> is visiting and she didn't dare mention it in Helen's house because it might upset Helen even more yes. so she was going to miss it what? <laughs> all the Christopher stuff is insane it's completely weird it continues in the next book yeah. and it's insane in that too there's no need for this much build up at all <laughs> like why are they so obsessed why is Lila so obsessed with how good looking her cousin yeah, is and she, keep, and she keeps saying how good looking her cousin is it's, it's like, a bit worrying pretty weird Lila uh, pretty weird she is descended from French aristocrats as Uh-oh. the so yeah. maybe you know there's been a little mm. they don't have a problem marrying cousins of the aristocratic circles oh, look. so um, <laughs> yeah so this is the the first hint we get of Christopher's visit yes. and of course Lila's going to have a massive party for him and Jess is all like oh well um, in her typical mercurial mood swing she's suddenly oh well Helen's here now so I'm not going to think about that okay. at the moment <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going to make this walk around the clock event to success. All right. So Lynn goes to the Oracle office to drop off her tape. And of course she bumps into a fucking course. <laughs> Elizabeth is there. Yes. <laughs> so Liz is like, uh, is, oh, Lynn, what are you doing? And Lynn manages to somehow make an excuse. And yeah, she kind of says she got, came in the wrong door or something. And yeah. just kind of, yeah, runs away. <laughs> so she gets her, she manages to get her tape in. And then <laughs> it's lunchtime. And the droids are... I cannot believe that this is how they chose to <laughs> handle this competition. I don't even know what the best word is to handle this competition. Yeah. So how they're going to deal with all the entries, which have just been put in that morning. That mm. was the deadline, was, yeah. was Friday morning. And uh, they've got a tape recorder outside and they're just going to play all the tapes under a tree. Yep. Just I mean, the sound's not going to be very good. No. <laughs> but they don't care. Sure isn't. But like, yeah, everyone's just kind of gathered around and just going to listen to the entries. And it's like, how yeah. is this the way you run a this class? Just <laughs> Especially your star search, as yeah. you seem to think of it. So, uh, yeah, they they play the first few songs and uh, everyone's a bit, well, they're grand, but nothing special. Mm. But then Guy takes out a song entitled On the Outside, Looking In. And Ken thinks the title is kind of strange. It's like, maybe everybody was right about you being a bit oh. stupid, Ken. <laughs> Just continue being a handsome idiot, Ken. It's okay. Don't worry about that it. That is not <laughs> an extraordinary song title. Yeah, like, outside looking in, sounds kind of strange. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and... Uh, Strangely <laughs> enough, uh, we have a recording of this Ooh. song. Ooh, look what we found right here. <laughs> now we'll just—we won't play the full thing, mm. but um, so it begins with a an introductory chord or two from Ooh. a guitar. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what it is. I'll just pause it. And um, <laughs> and then a haunting voice. The chord struck up again and a haunting voice kicked <laughs> in. Day after day I'm feeling kind of lonely Day after day it's him and him only Something in his eyes Made my hopes start to rise But he's part of the world That doesn't include me Nothing he says could ever delude me I'll never win ah, This is how it's always been This is how it's always been I'm on the outside looking in This is how it's always been I'm on the outside looking in. What? Oh <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Well, Lydia. <laughs> I think Lynn 
Jen's voice started going a bit at the beginning because she was trying not to laugh. Oh, wow. I don't know why she'd be trying not to laugh, obviously, because it's a very serious song. <laughs> but that is it. I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. Um, um, I don't know why I'm a bit uh, short of breath there. Um, so, <laughs> that happened. I don't, really don't know. But I can understand why guys' voices choked with emotion obviously and he's uh he's he's determined to find out who it is yeah. but ken is like my boss doesn't want to be found because <laughs> ken's coming out with all the gems <laughs> by the way i'm afraid to say that uh we didn't play the full tape of oh. uh, lynn's song so there's even more lyrics about how she's saying prayers and hoping oh. for things and uh, uh everybody's enchanted by it and guys more than enchanted mm. He's frankly obsessed. He's completely obsessed. He's, well, I mean, well, it'll go on, but yeah. like, he's worryingly obsessed, to be he's honest with He's got a look on his face that's something between awe and desperation. Ooh. Wow. It's intense. Just, well, I mean, her voice was amazing. I mean, just holy shit. Yes. <laughs> I got chills. Yeah. <laughs> chills, Anna. Who didn't? <laughs> so, after English class, uh, Mr. Collins asks Lynn to stay behind at lunch and talk Ooh. about this paper she oh. wrote on Emily Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and I, I mean, this is another example of Mr. Collins being really nice. It is. So she doesn't mind because she's like, oh, well, I've got nothing else to do. Why don't I stay behind? Yeah. So Mr. Collins is praising her writing and her insights and saying, like, she's a really good writer and she's really got away with words. Yeah, but he, kind of, he says to her, if you ever do write something, I hope you feel like you can bring it to me and I'd be delighted to read it. And it's like, yeah. And then he'd bring it to the fucking Oracle oh, and God, yeah. print it. I'm not telling you. Yeah, maybe don't do that. Because <laughs> he's an untrustworthy bitch. <laughs> God damn. He, yes, he, uh, he yeah, forgot about that part. Yeah, yeah, Ken. Too quick to phrase. Poor, oh, poor Dopey Ken. No wonder he's... He's been burned. <laughs> he has been burned by, by the intellectuals of Sweet Collins, such as they are. <laughs> so, he, but he is sweet to her. Uh, despite is, despite what we now know are his untrustworthy ways. Um, <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm glad you think it's okay. And he's like, look, you know, it is more than okay. And so are you. And I hope you realise yeah, no, that. No, he is actually very nice to yeah, her. It's a really nice, appropriate <laughs> yeah. pep talk. But she's troubled by, by this. And she's like, you know, could she... Could she really prove to the world that she, quote, really matters? And her way of dealing with this is like, maybe I'll get that makeover. Oh, yeah. Then they're not the, you know, that's, <laughs> that shouldn't be how you value yourself. I know. But of course it is sweet folly. So she looks at herself in the mirror and realizes what a slob she is. Mm. And um, then she bumps into Guy and he goes on about the amazing girl who wrote a song for the contest in her wonderful voice. And he's like, oh, and she's like, oh, oh, God, I suppose I'll have to hear my rival. But then he plays her the song in his Walkman. <gasps> And it's her. Of course. And she's relieved to find out he has no idea who it is. Now, this is the big difference between me and Lynn. That if that was me, I'd be like, well, actually, guys, surprise. <laughs> surprise, bitches. <laughs> so uh, she's very different. Um, so she's happy that she's still anonymous. And um, he, uh, she's like, well, maybe she'll come forward, but she knows obviously that she won't. Yeah. And then Guy starts going on about this genius songwriter and how playing backup for her would be like playing with Linda Ronstadt. Yeah, obsessed with Linda Ronstadt. Oh my god! So yeah. Funny. So Lynn, of course, that comes crashing down at this mention of Saint Sexy Linda. Yeah. And um, thinks, oh, Guy must expect this mystery girl to look like Linda too. Yes. So now she's like, right, I'm never coming clean. Yeah. Fuck this. Um. So. 
uh, it's kind of an amazing moment where on the way home with the twins, Jess tells Liz she wants to unveil the mystery songwriter at the rock, uh, rock around the clock event. Yes. And she just assumes Je- Liz, that Liz knows, knows yeah. who it is. Which, you know, that's a fair assumption because Liz knows everybody's business. Actually, that's true. You know? Yeah, fair She's enough, Jess. Point. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll take it back. But then there's a great bit where Je- uh, Jess can't believe that this you know, songwriter would be basically so selfish as to stay anonymous and spoil her plan for a big, <laughs> a big show so at the party. <laughs> so Liz says the songwriter may be shy, but Guy is determined to find her, and he's going to start his quest Ooh. at the beach disco. That's right. very nice. Yeah. So at the uh, at the beach disco, um, Ken and Jess is there dancing with Ken, and there was a pretty hilarious recap of the last book about how. Uh, Ken is fresh from a romantic disaster with Suzanne Hadland, a spoiled, pretentious sophomore who had tried to convert Ken from a man of athletic prowess into a man of culture. Like you said, very fancy. Wow. So I gotta love that. And uh, yeah, there's um, we find out that Enid is crushing on a mysterious senior called Brent Stein. Brent Stein. Yeah. He won't be mentioned again. No. I think it's safe to say. Mm-mm. Guy is there, of course, and he's a man obsessed. Yeah, he yeah he kind of he kind of pulls Elizabeth aside as well, and he's like, "Let's go outside because I can't hear myself thinking here." And he's just kind of badgering her to find out who the mystery songwriter yeah. is. And everyone, yeah, it's, it is kind of funny that everyone expects Liz to know who he <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> Who's the nosiest person here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know who I'll ask. Yeah. <laughs> and he sort of presents it as being like, "You're a reporter. You're kind of like a sleuth." Yeah, well, she's not. So just um, she's just a. Incredibly nosy interferer. True. Um, so then he's like, but I want to be alone. <laughs> and having dragged her out there, so Liz oh, is God. like, yeah, okay. <laughs> he's like, come out, outside with me. Now I want to be alone. Go yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> and Liz leaves him. Yeah. So it's back at back at the disco and uh, Enid makes some sort of, you know, cheesy joke and Liz, or Liz is like, oh, Enid, you're just too much. It's like, She's not really. God, she really is. Keep talking about Lee Enid. You're nuts. Absolutely nuts. It's okay. like, she's really not. No. Don't keep trying to tell us that. Um, though actually, she is quite sympathetic in the next book. That's true. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, but you're, no, you're some, really pushing it, Liz. She's not some crazy mad gal. <laughs> gal. <laughs> Non-stop comedy. Why, why are you trying to convince us of this? Because yeah. <laughs> Enid's imagining sending Brett a tape because um, they, they think that Guy Chesney is in love with a mystery voice. Oh my god. So maybe that's the way to win someone's heart is <laughs> to send them a tape of yourself singing. Okay. Mm. Uh, and they're wondering if the mystery songwriter knows what a sensation she's caused. But she doesn't because she's at home looking at fashion mags. Oh. Yeah, Lynn is kind of on a bit of a mission. So she's decided she's had a long bath and she's tweezed her eyebrows. Oh, don't uh, do that yourself the first time, Lynn. Uh, like, it's risky. Yeah. But it's God there was knows a funny what she's bit done though, to where, where she she wants she wants to tweeze her eyebrows, but it was too hard with her glasses on. Like what? What? Yeah. Of course it was. <laughs> what are you doing? Yes. <laughs> Can I get behind them? Fucking Ellen. <laughs> I do need to get my eyebrows threaded. That's right. <laughs> See, this is why I have a fringe. I can just yeah. ignore my eyebrows. Oh. <laughs> it takes all the work out of half my face. God, that's such a good idea. If I'm only... just very lazy. That's uh. why I have a fringe. <laughs> I I have fringe envy because my hair is too thick and curly or wavy to have a fringe. I'm just I've tried and the results are not pretty, so I'm stuck with getting my eyebrows threaded. Um, 
Of course, I could just leave them au naturel. That's true. I'm, you know, each to their own. <laughs> so uh, anyway, Lynn is is trying to do it herself, which is always a risky business. I'd say this is one thing. Leave to the professionals, <laughs> Lynn. But she's reading some shitty fashion magazines. Um, there are better magazines out there, Lynn. And realizes, <laughs> oh, her clothes are wrong. But they do sound quite bad. They do. Like, she literally just lives in kind of jumpers. Yeah, but they're not... But like, not nice they, jumpers. They're sort of jumpers that have been rolled up and put in a, in a, in a yeah. cupboard. Mm. Um, and yeah, but, yeah, but she, it turns out she does have all this kind of flashy clothes that her mother buys for her every Christmas or on her birthday that are all just kind of at the back of her yes. wardrobe, never open, just kind of sitting there. <laughs> and she <laughs> takes them out. She does. And they sound kind of amazing. Oh oh, we're going to wait till we'll the come to that. that. There is a lot to talk about. Oh, so much. <laughs> so she finds an outfit and she styles a sort of a la Ingenue magazine. Yes. And it does sound amazing. Oh, it truly does. But she kind of, yeah, and she kind of thinks... That maybe she looks good, but then she hears her mother coming in and she gets all embarrassed and, and self conscious. Like, She's gonna laugh at me. Oh God! But um, but then she does realise that uh, the ideal beauty standards of the magazine is tall and thin, like her. Hooray! She can conform. Wow! What a great <laughs> message. Um, so yeah, as you say, her mother comes in and she doesn't have time to change. No. So her mother sees her and is like, "Go on, It's like the most important thing is feeling good about yourself and your talents. But we know that she thinks that, like, oh, thank fuck. <laughs> Like she clearly thinks looks are the most important thing. Oh. And Lynn is like, I will go to the silver door for a haircut. Oh, don't. Your hair looks amazing pre-makeover. Yeah. No, she looks great. And so do your cool glasses. Mm. Um, so meanwhile, or possibly the next day, uh, in the Spanish-styled kitchen, Jess is all excited about how amazing the new uniforms are going to be. And she wants Liz to take help her take over the uh, the chair, the the actual rocking chair oh yeah yeah because the Wakefields apparently have a big rocking chair <laughs> yeah why didn't to... they have the practice in their house that's true yeah this Makes was no all sense. just some plot device to get, to get Helen Bradley into the picture <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah n- none of that was necessary not at all yeah so she wants Liz to help her take it over to the gym but Liz is going to the music centre another mm. imaginative name um, to get that Billie Holiday album um, that Enid had oh, and yes, of course Jess scoffs at it um, and Liz defends Enid. There's a bit of a. This is. I do feel that, like the way that Jess is about Enid is yeah. must be genuinely deeply unpleasant for Elizabeth. Yeah. Like if your sister was going on constantly about your best friend. Yeah. It's, be, it's you really feel comfortable having her over. It's very shitty. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird. Like get, mm. let it go, Jess. So um, Jess asks about uh, about Guy. Uh, because Liz, she saw Liz talking to him the last night and asks if Liz likes him because she's single, of course. Oh, yeah. But Liz is like, no, I think he's into somebody else. And she suggests, speaking of the droids, that Jess gets Max Dillon, Dillon to use his... His big silver van. Yeah, uh-huh. convenient van. That's yes. why it was mentioned earlier. <laughs> so so that'll move the rocking chair. Yes. Yeah, because they'd, they'd have a bit of a job getting into their little Fiat. I they? know, you would think they'd have thought about this until the day of the actual event. You would think. <laughs> sweet Molly. <laughs> They've got so many dances to organise, you can imagine a few things fall through the cracks. Indeed. So Liz goes to the music centre and it, it's basically, it, it really is a music centre. It truly It's got is. everything. Yeah. It's got like a record shop. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, sales instruments. And yeah. you can... And have, there's a little studio for lessons. Yeah. It's all the things. It does sound quite cool. <laughs> yeah. So she finds the album she's looking for and then she wanders around and she hears a, a strangely familiar voice <gasps> teaching a kid the guitar. Interesting. And the girl, the, the guitar teacher starts singing... And it's the mystery singer. Oh my God. And of course, it's Lynn. 
of course it is. But Lynn is horrified to see Liz, or to see Liz. Who wouldn't be? Oh my god! I know. It's like, oh fuck! <laughs> she's just going to dangle this over me now, <laughs> and she will. So she begs Liz to keep her a secret, yeah. especially from Guy, and Liz does agree. Um, but she tells Lynn that Guy is a man obsessed, and Lynn is like, "Well, that's why I don't want to be outed." And Liz tries to be, you know, she is nice about it, but she's like, look, everyone is shy and self-conscious. And mm. basically is like, even me. But she does say it in kind of a nice way. It's yeah. not quite a like, I know you'll find this hard to believe, but even I feel shy sometimes. Even me, the amazing Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's hard to believe. But. So uh, she and she says, well, you know, when I can't do anything musical and you're amazing, like maybe you take, I think you, you don't think you realize how talented you are. Yeah. And that actually does hit. Uh, Lynn but she tells her about the whole Linda Mondstadt <laughs> yeah, yeah and uh, yeah I guess this is why they keep mentioning Linda yeah. Mondstadt because it does come up as kind yes, of a it is a, clue. a plot clue. Um, but yeah like Lynn just kind of goes on about how Guy is obsessed with Linda Ronstadt and she says you know obviously he thinks that she's beautiful as mm. well as talented and that's why you know he can't know it's just me yeah. and, and Liz is like okay well if you insist yeah so it's rock around the clock time Ooh. and everyone is in 50s garb yeah <laughs> and it actually does sound quite Cool. It does. I, I, I hate to admit it, it, but it really does. Yeah. The rocking chair thing is still bananas. But yeah. the whole like, oh, it's rock around the clock and the droids play that as their first song and yeah. everyone's dressed in 50s gear and it's like, this yeah. does sound kind of cool. And <laughs> Jess has found an actual 50s poodle skirt oh, yeah. in a thrift shop. I would kill somebody. That's, in fact, you know, yeah. for, for an actual 50s That's poodle skirt. That's a dream skirt. skirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a middle-aged lady, I'm too old to wear it now, but it's younger. I would. I can't believe that Jessica knows what a thrift shop is. But anyway, oh my god, yeah, I thought she'd burst into flames walking into it. Oh no, it's not the sets or foxy mothers. <laughs> Where are these old things? So uh, the whole thing sounds does, as we say, sound kind of brilliant. It does, and um, it's uh, it's everyone is everyone is there, of course, and the droids play Lynn's song, and everyone gets all emotional as all like dancing to it. Just, oh god, yeah, it's caused a sensation. Thing. Like it's. Yeah, it's funny that they want this as like their signature song when it is kind of a downer of a song. Oh, like, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're going to play this song. Okay, everybody cry. Yeah. Like, what? And they all kind of do. <laughs> yeah. So meanwhile, Lynn, Lynn is at home wondering about the dance and wondering if they're playing her song. Oh. And uh, again, she thinks that Guy would never fancy her because she doesn't look like Linda Ross. Obsessed. <laughs> Absolutely yes. obsessed. But then her mother is helping her do her hair and Lynn ends up telling her all about the dance and the song and her mother says, this is genuinely sweet. She said that her dad would be so proud of her. Oh. And he never had, you know, was out, never really had the the courage to sh- to follow his musical dream. To, yeah, be, to actually try and make a success of it and everything. Yeah, but, like, but he'd be happy for her. It is nice. It's a nice moment that like her and her mom are actually finally bonding a bit and yeah. that she can talk to her and yeah, even if it is through the medium of a haircut and a few jumpsuits. <laughs> you know? <laughs> never have too there. many jumpsuits. They get there in the end and it's nice. It is very nice, yeah. Um, and back at the dance, the droids take a break while the cheerleaders, quote, provide entertainment. <laughs> what, are they, what are they doing? What are they, are they just roaring out cheers? Yeah. Like, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, or doing a pyramid, except they're, in, they're not in their cheer uniforms. Well, yeah. they don't have any cheer uniforms at the moment, obviously. Or they're in bits, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Guy is still obsessed with the um, the mystery woman. And mm. he's kind of dis- indirectly, like, dissing Dana because it is all like, oh, yeah. oh we need this 
Yeah, because obviously Dana just sang uh, the vocals for the song yeah. when they played it. And guys, like, it's nowhere near as good as it would have been if we had the real singer doing it. It's like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> Liz actually does say, don't let Dana hear you saying yeah. that. like, yes, she damn right. Bitch. She, be, she would be right. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, Liz, uh, Guy sounds frankly, frankly unhinged. Mm. And he wants to put an hand to the oracle looking for the mystery woman. And Liz is like, well, she doesn't want to be found. But Guy says he can't eat, he can't sleep. Yeah. And Liz says, sounds like you're in love. <gasps> and even he knows he's, it's a bit mad, but he says he kind of is. And she says, well, you know, maybe the f- singer doesn't want to be found because she's self-conscious. And maybe she thinks that performers should look like... <gasps> Guess who? Linda Ronstadt. <laughs> <laughs> and at the very mention of the name, yeah. Guy is all like, she said what? Yeah. Oh yeah, Guy has obviously figured that Elizabeth does know, but she's just yeah. not telling him. Um, but yeah, obviously, <laughs> as soon as they mentioned Linda Ronstadt, it's like, oh, okay, that hasn't been the fucking 12th time we've heard that. <laughs> oh, 12th at like 30th. <laughs> so uh, he's he's delighted. He's got a plan. Yeah. And the next day, Lynn has had a full makeover. And she's she wearing sure what sounds like a an amazing outfit mm. she wonders if Guy would like her new look and then she's got another even another stylish new look the next day going to school she's all style it includes espadrilles sure does I was just in since our last recording session I was in the uh, Basque country in the south of France and I purchased myself a pair of espadrilles nice. just to wear as, just to wear as slippers though okay. it's it's the home of espadrilles you can get them like every second shop is an espadrille shop okay. there so I'm like oh man you and me espadrille buddies I can feel it <laughs> so Guy rings while she's donning her rope-soled Basque shoes mm. and asks her if she wants to go to school together and when they meet she's like ooh I never knew you had such pretty eyes behind those glasses of yours Fuck off, guy. <laughs> what a backhanded compliment. Uh, God, you looked so shit until today. Yeah. But, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. So he tells her they're announcing uh, the winner of the contest. And of course, it's on the outside looking in, but I thought everyone knew that already. Like, yeah, like it seems pretty clear the fact that they played it as well at the dance. It's, yeah. like, it's like, oh, we're going to announce the winner. It's like, yeah, but. Everyone we, knows. we all know who the winner is, lads. You yeah. haven't exactly been keeping it a secret. So, uh, yeah, he's he says, this is so insane. He got his dad's friend, oh who's gosh. a police artist, so to draw the mystery singer based on how he imagines her. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, go- he's put it on a flyer and he's going to distribute it mm-hmm. at lunch. Yeah. Cool. And he admits cool. he's falling in love wow. with the singer. Oh, God. It's insane. And Lynn is just like, shit, I should just put my name on the tape. Yeah, because Lynn is like, now I've got a love rival who isn't even real. Yeah. <laughs> and is going to look like Linda Rodstaff. Yeah, of course. Who else? So, um, it's for Lynn, the whole morning she's feeling really self-conscious. People are yeah. remarking on her new look. And then she met, meets Liz and says something, you know, says she's heard about the flyer. And then Liz says, oh, but but how did Guy know? And Lynn is confused. What does she mean by that? Yeah. How did Guy know what? Yeah, because as far as Liz knows, like, she didn't tell him who it was. So he, he can't know. Yeah. But obviously, the fucking Linda Ronstadt. Oh, no, the secret Linda Ronstadt glue. <laughs> That's what it'll do. And Lynn is all confused. And then she's besieged by people congratulating her. And Winston passes her a flyer with the police artist drawing. <laughs> This whole thing is so silly and just there's no need for it. Oh my god, it's kind of amazing though. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. It's very stupid. And 
Yeah, it's a picture of her, sort of looking her best, wow. but unmistakably her. Yeah. And everyone praises her as if she was a somebody because, you know, that's what it takes to just get social mm-hmm. acceptance is what counts in Sweet Valley. And then, he, then she remembers that earlier that day, Guy said he was falling in love <gasps> with the songwriter. Oh my God. <gasps> so, um, <laughs> God, this school. Guy appears and it turns out that the school has given permission for yep. the droids to play the song in the cafeteria. And so strange. They ask, uh, they, they ask Lin, Lin yes, to sing. They get Lynn to sing her song, like at, <laughs> at yeah. lunchtime in the cafeteria, which they've somehow set up. It's all been full set up, I guess. PA system. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and she sings it, and the crowd go wild. They do. And uh, then Lin, Guy is like, "Let's get out of here." And he kisses her, and it's every bit as magical as she imagined. Wow. And uh, they declare each other's love. It's amazing. They declare each other's love? They declare love they to declare each other. To each other, yes. yes. <laughs> it's all and, very nice. <laughs> and it's amazing. And that's it for Lynn. That's, yeah, all wrapped up. Yeah, but not for everybody else. Mm. Because uh, it's beach time. And Lila, who has been disappointingly absent in this book. Yeah. She's, uh, she's, she's having a nap on the beach. And she's been having a hilarious dream. In which a mysterious oil magnate was proposing marriage to me in his jet. He had a diamond ring the size of a hard-boiled egg in his hands. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love you, Lila. <laughs> and uh, Jess, like, says we're like a nightmare. I'd rather dream about your cousin Christopher. And we're told that um, uh, Christopher is coming to town soon, but Lila can't give a date because Christopher doesn't confine himself to dates. So strange. Like, she's so weird about him that... I was actually surprised when he turned up in the next book. I because yeah. like, it's been so long since I read it, I've forgotten the details. So she's so like, oh, I know he doesn't, he doesn't care for dates. So yeah. I'll see him when I see him. It's he like, doesn't acknowledge numbers yeah. as a concept. It's like, is he real? This sounds like some sort of bullshit story it's that she's making weird. excuses for. Yeah. But no, he he is real. Yeah. So uh, yes, there's a typical Sweet Valley chat about Lynn getting better looking now she's got a boyfriend. Oh God, because that's how that works. Yes. <laughs> And of course, that triggers Lila to say how good looking Christopher is, which is a bit weird. Like, oh, he is your cousin. Yeah. I don't care if your French ancestors are always marrying cousins, but, <laughs> you know, that was in the aristocratic 18th mm. century. Um, so, some Pi Beatas turn up to uh, to praise the. Um, oh, the. the Rock around the clock dance business nonsense. <laughs> and um, Enid is there, sort of feeling a bit awkward while this bullshit's going on. And uh, she's waiting for Liz, but it was delayed. Ooh. And where is she? Where could she be? She turns up clad in her trademark chinos. Oh, for God's sake. And <laughs> it turns out she's late because she got a phone call from her childhood best friend, Amy Sutton. Oh my God. She's moving back to Sweet Valley yeah. with her sportscaster mom. <laughs> and her dad, who was mentioned here, but dad's coming too. <laughs> and they're buying the Bradleys house. So uh-huh. That explains Helen Bradley's mysterious prominence. That's early why on. she's getting out of here. Yep. Need to make room for Amy. Yep. Uh, one in, one out. That's, That's it. That works. That's the policy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Liz is obviously very excited, but Enid is not. Mm. So can you give us the closing words? Uh, yes, indeed I can. Uh, will Elizabeth's renewed friendship with Amy Sutton leave Enid stranded? <gasps> Find out in Sweet Valley High number 29, Bitter Rivals. <gasps> wow. And that was Alone, Alone in the Crowd. In the crowd. Well, a doozy of a book. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> there was it, a lot to talk about. There was. It lived up to my my memories, yeah. I'm happy to say. 
But uh, and one thing that definitely lived up to the memories mm. were the outfits. Oh so do God. you have stats and outfits? I do, I do. <gasps> okay. So, uh, well, first. in terms of stats, the blue-green eyes mm-hmm. uh, get mentioned five times. Mm-hmm. Okay. And blondness gets mentioned three times. How? Yeah. Wow, what's it's, it's more of a Lynn book than a twin book. Ooh, Ooh. Lynn book than a twin book. Look at that. <laughs> I should have been the cover line. See how I did that? I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, Linda Ronstadt is mentioned 11 times, even though it feels oh like... Oh my God, I nearly spot out more. You, you actually did. <laughs> I went down my nose. 11 times. I thought it would be more. It feels like about 48 times. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, I know, 11 times. Wow. Um. Okay, so outfits. Oh, so oh, many outfits. So <laughs> many. Um, okay, we've done the white jeans that Lynn's mother wears and Jessica's anklets, whatever oh, yeah. they were. We're still not quite sure. Mm. Um, okay, so Lynn's jumpsuit <gasps> that she tries on at home. Oh, yeah, it's been in the back is, of the wardrobe. Yes, it's a cotton jumpsuit in a bright royal blue print. Ooh. It looked like something in that month's ingenue, she thought. <gasps> so she layers the jumpsuit over a T-shirt tied a sash around her waist and even found a pair of her mother's earrings that didn't look half bad. <gasps> that sounds like something if, um, from Lucy and Yak who make these amazing dungarees. Ooh. I have Lucy and Yak dungarees and that sounds like something that they would have on their on their ethically sourced okay. range. <laughs> I can imagine them. They've got a lot of slightly retro stuff that is very cool. cool. So, yeah, I think she's quite on trend. Yeah, she really is. For 2018. Yeah. And what else? It's working. Because she okay. has a few ensembles. So, she does have a few more. We also have the dance when everyone's in their 50s gear. Oh, which yeah. Which is kind of brilliant. <laughs> it is amazing. So, uh, yeah, we're talking about... Oh, yeah, Elizabeth is there and she's saying, yeah, most of her friends had dressed up in 50s-style clothing. Winston had his hair greased back and was wearing a polka dot bow tie, black loafers, jeans and a white shirt. I can see it. <laughs> that totally works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other boys were wearing dark sunglasses, chinos or Bermuda shorts. In fairness, that's their usual wardrobe. True. Plaid shirts and white socks. The girls wore circle skirts, bobby socks, saddle shoes and cardigans buttoned up the back and then we get Jessica in her poodle skirt uh, her blonde hair was pulled back in a high ponytail and tied with a ribbon like you can everyone, see it. everyone sounds like they look fucking brilliant yes and then Elizabeth turns up in black slacks that ended mid-calf and a sleeveless white blouse because she's the fucking worst like, <laughs> see though I think she could rock that I think that's more like a Samantha from uh, Bewitched you know oh, little capri maybe. pants and little bl- sleeveless blouse oh, I know that's early 60s but I can see it I don't know. I was just disappointed. With no, that. yeah, you should have expected <laughs> to be wearing some massive sort of poofy with poodles on them and high ponytails. Yeah, no, she needs a bit more. Bitch turns up his axe. I'm not impressed. Um, so another Lynn outfit Ooh, yeah. after post makeover. Uh, she wears a red t-shirt dress tied with a wide cotton sash below her waist. <gasps> they love the old sashes. Yeah, they do. And the drop waist, very yes. of its time. Right? Drop waist confirmation yeah, dress. dress comes down to her knees, a good length for someone of her height, according to Mrs. Henry. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, and there's also... I think there's another jumpsuit. Oh yeah, and then this is what she wears when she's going to school and meets oh, yeah. Guy and ends up singing her song in the cafeteria, as you do. Uh, she was wearing a pair of sleek black jeans, a mm-hmm. white t-shirt and a crayon bright cotton vest. Ooh, no, I don't know about that. It's that sounds a bit less saved by the bell. It was going well until the vest. <laughs> I was like, what? why is that happening? And then the flat black espadrilles completed the look. Ooh la la. Mm. Well, she's, she's pretty stylish. She is. I don't know about the... Cotton Stylish waistcoat. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. I was always with her until the cotton vest. Yeah, she can pull that off. It does sound like something Zach Morris would wear. <laughs> it does. 
Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, and, then, and then it's just Elizabeth and her tan chinos at the beach. Oh my God. Chinos at the beach. Tan chinos. Fucking hell. It'll burst. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was um, that was a nice little stash of outfits considering we did a bit of a drought, I think. We for the last have had while. a serious drought. Yeah. So yeah, we're back on, uh, back on track. Back on track with the, the jumpsuits. <laughs> yeah. Multiple jumpsuits. Love it. <laughs> so um, since, we, since we were last in the studio, um, we asked you for suggestions about whether at Christmas mm. we should do a another Sweet Valley saga or one of the Christmas tomes and it sounds like the, the votes are in for a Christmas tale yeah so we'll have to decide which one we will I think maybe the one where Suzanne Hanlon turns I, yeah. or Suzanne Devlin or yeah. Suzanne Devlin yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry special Christmas <gasps> I can't remember which is which because yeah. they all kind of blend in there's one where it rains I remember oh which my is god <laughs> no <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> Which is very dramatic. Oh God. Cara Walker will not be impressed. Oh, well, she'll be out. <laughs> so she's going to miss everything in, yeah. that, in, those, in that case. Um, and we have, uh, yeah, so we've, 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 we've been listening to you and we're going to choose a, Christ- a suitably Christmassy book. Christmassy book, yeah. yeah. But we'll, we'll have some sagas in the future. I'm sure we will. We really need to explore Lila's French aristocratic oh, roots. Absolutely it is do. one of my favourites <laughs> yeah. of all time. It's completely mental. Oh man, it's going to be good. It will. So we have ha- heard from some listeners, mm. have we not? Yes, we've gotten some times. emails. Um, so thank you to Katie Olson in Washington, who got in touch to tell us that apparently, you know the way there was like, obviously this is like Sweet Valley Twins and the other kind of offshoots. Yeah. And there was a Sweet Valley Kids as yes. well, where they're like really small. And one of the Sweet Valley Kids books basically just rips off Lovestruck. Because what? it's a whole Hang story. On, how old are they? Yeah, well, okay, well, okay, part of Love Struck. Yeah, but <laughs> even any of it, to so, be honest. I know, yeah, but no, it's it's that Jessica steals one of Liz's stories <gasps> and passes it off as her own, which is what Ken does with oh Liz's story. God. Yeah. I would think Liz would remember that. It, you would think. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> it's happened to me before. Um, yeah, so the twins are like seven or eight, I think, in this series. Yeah. Um, so Liz, there's like an author coming to the school um, and it's Liz's favourite author and she's really excited and she writes a story about otters. <laughs> But um, yeah, so Jessica wants to have a story that's as good as well. And she ends up like stealing like an early draft of Liz's story out of the bin (gasps) and submitting it as her story. About otters. I know. (laughs) It's so adorable. It is really adorable. But it is basically that entire plot line from Lobstruck just recycled. (gasps) Sneaky bastards. I know. Wow, maybe they thought nobody would notice. Some lazy ghostwriting. (laughs) Nothing got by Katie Olsen anyway. No, well done, Katie. Good job. Thank you for bringing it to our attention. Good detective work. Um, and then we heard from Penny Wilson, who, okay, this is, um, yeah. I <laughs> so Penny, I, I, it sounds bad that I'm laughing, but Penny was at a funeral in Tucson. But the loca- location director at the funeral home was called Jessica Wakefield. Whoa. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. But yeah. like, I have not read these mails because my phone keeps logging oh no. me out of our account. So I keep not getting like, you know, an alert saying yeah. that I've got um, a mail. Oh my god! Yeah. I know. Oh my god! <laughs> How old was she? I don't know, but um, Jesus, if she was bored after 1985, <laughs> is she a young? But this is it. Like, surely she's been hearing this like all her life. But yeah, yeah um, in in Penny's email, she was just saying that she couldn't think of anything to say that wouldn't have been wildly inappropriate, <laughs> which is probably the best move yeah. considering the situation. But also, I'm so delighted that yeah. there's a real Jessica Wakefield. Oh, out there. <laughs> if any of you know any other real life? <laughs> Jessica's or any you know really? I don't know is there a Bruce Patlin out there surely I bet there is is there one Bruce one license plate out there <gasps> somewhere there has to be oh well imagine I'd <gasps> make one myself wow. in this part of the world <laughs> I bet there are Suzanne Hanlon's and Suzanne Denlin, Devlin's in Ireland oh there must be 
Like, I'm surprised there wasn't yeah. one in my class. Yeah. You know, they're neither uh, yeah, of them. Like, there's plenty of, Su- I know, plenty of Suzannes over the years, so. <laughs> and plenty of Devlins and Hanlons. Indeed. Oh, so, God. yeah, if you know um, any Sweet Valley name-alikes. Oh, man, send them funeral home. <laughs> God, the thought that it's a funeral, funeral director. I know, so it's, it's just better. It's just such a combination. Then we are sorry for your trouble. Of course, Us. yes. But just, well, God, what a, what a funny moment, though. <laughs> um, and then Monica Sepulveda got in touch again just to tell us that she really enjoys uh, when we compare Nicholas Morrow and Bruce to Dennis Reynolds. Well, it's <laughs> always sunny. <laughs> we can't help it. It's I like, know, it just it keeps happening. Uh, and she also reminded us, which I keep forgetting to mention, that Brittany Daniels, who played, I think she was Jessica. She plays in Carmen show. in... She's Carmen in, in Always in Sunny. Always sunny. So it it's does true. actually, the worlds overlap. There is a connection. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, it's meant to be. Yeah, so thank you for reminding us because I always forget to say it because I'm so distracted by someone being terrible that I'm just like... Well, yeah, it's yeah. hard to keep track of everything. So <laughs> and actually, do you remember ages ago when we, were, we imagined that casting a Sweet Valley we film? did, yeah. And we suggested Paul Rudd because we were, do- we were talking about doing it with, you know, oh, people do you know, like adults a, in their 40s. That's like, right. yeah, yeah. Red Hot American Summer Style. <laughs> and we thought Paul Rudd, but I think uh, Glenn Harrison, who plays Dennis. Like, yeah. He could be, he, he's I perfect. Mean, he's basically <laughs> playing Bruce. No, he could play Nicholas. Oh, God, yeah. And Paul Rudd plays Bruce. Okay, yes. And Someone make it happen. Yeah, please, Hollywood, <laughs> listen to our plea. And if you would like to share any of your fan casting, your theories, your stories about bumping into, I don't know, uh, Winston Egbert. <laughs> it could happen. At a job interview or something <laughs> yeah. else inappropriate. Do get in touch with us. You can follow us on Twitter at SVH Podcast. Uh, you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And you can follow the network and find out more about what's um, what's happening in the many other shows uh, at HS Pod Network. And yeah, you've got a, a, everything that you could possibly ask for. I recommend a, a new show called Taranoia by my oh, pal Tara Flynn. Tara Flynn, yeah, Who is brilliant. And uh, yeah, you should definitely check that out along with all the, all the rest of the amazing mm. range. So we will be back. In two weeks. We sure will. And there's going to be drama ahead. Oh man. When we find out what happens Kicking when off. Amy and Enid become bitter, bitter rivals. rivals. See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> this is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.